0: Or this. Uh, what is nothing? Hey, now that's deep.
1: What in the fuck are we doing
0: here? What uh, is something? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. Like a proper intro song. Thank you so much to Jay Sargent, uh, who did this theme song for me. He can be found at the Jay Sarge S-A-R-G-E on Twitter. Also, thank you to Garrett Plummer, who did the outro music. And a huge thanks to Tim Smith at tsmitharts.com for doing that steep logo. You see this, guys? This is the world we live in now where I can put a call out to the world. And I get help and it's so beautiful. So thank you guys so much for your help. Welcome to that's deep, bro. Uh serious questions with silly times Have you planned to be good on your diet on vacation? What was that? <laughs> that was my um oh my god, that was did you hear that? It was so embarrassing. That's a hypnosis um a hypnosis CD. I, I went to a hypnotherapist to lose weight, and that was one of the CDs that she made for me. Oh my god, how embarrassing. Well, oh, hey, you know what? So I am, guys. I'm a person, too. I'm a person that has emotional eating problems. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, today's topic is the topic of fame and celebrity. Um, My guest is Nick Youssef, a very, very talented comedian. He has a new CD out, um, and we'll talk about that. You'll hear more about that. But yes, fame, celebrity. Why is it such a big deal in our culture today? Who gets to be famous and why? And is it something you even really want? And why does everybody want it? I don't even know anymore. Um, So yeah, that's our topic. It's really interesting. I mean, look, as somebody that's been on reality shows since the 90s, how embarrassing is that as well? Um, I don't think it's that inherently awful to want to be liked and, and celebrated. And, you know, that's definitely a testament to my crummy childhood. But hey, I get my validation where I can take it. Um, yeah. If you want to support my show, That's Deep Bro, please go to com and uh, click on my Amazon banner to do your Christmas shopping. Dude, Christmas shopping is the worst. Don't don't go to the mall. Do you really want to go to the mall? No. You want to stay home. You want to, you want to shop from your couch, which is where I want to do everything from eventually. It's just from my couch. Ship those packages ahead of you, guys. Don't don't put gifts in your luggage and then fly across the country. And you think TSA is going to let you on the plane with a wrapped gift? You got your damn mind! So ship those gifts in advance, and then you don't even have to worry about it. I'm serious. It's the best. Uh, so, yeah, Amazon, look at my comedy dates. Uh, ChristinaComedy.com. I'm a stand-up comedian. Tours a lot. I'm everywhere, bros. Where am I? I think I'm in Hartford, Connecticut this week at the Hartford Funny Bone, Austin, New Year's Eve with my husband, Tom Segura. Also check out my other podcast, Your Mom's House, with my husband, Tom Segura. I just mentioned him. I just said, it. I'm sorry, it's early. It's early in the morning. For me, nine, nine in the morning is really early because, you know, we're comedians, we're nocturnal. Uh, so enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening and um, yeah. I'll see you later. Enjoy it. Fame, celebrity, ugh. Uh, very official. Hi, welcome to That's Deep Bro podcast. I am Christina Pajitsky and I have with me Nick Yusuf. What's up, bro? Hi, bro. Oh, Let's yeah. get deep, bro. I love it, bro. <laughs> We're both from LA, so this is yeah. awesome, dude, bro. Uh, pick up his new album, Stop Not Owning This, on iTunes, but go to the ATC website, right? Yeah,
1: All Things Comedy, allthingsrecords.com. Yeah. There'll be a link to it in All Things Comedy. Okay. Um and buy it, man. all things comedy is the best place to get podcasts because it's all owned by comics, yes, the best comics we both have podcasts, yes, on the network um and the the records are like uh you get more money essentially i don't know like the way to put it, but it's like right. you get the proceeds go to you like that's how they they are there,
0: as opposed to the man.
1: Yeah, they're not like, oh, we're going to do an album with you and take like 70% oh, or whatever. They Yeah, they, they're they're there for, for the comics. For which the artists. Yeah. I know
0: I'm so mad because back when I did my first album, I had to go through a label and mm. like, they get your money for the rest of your life, man.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's not like God that damn anymore. Damn it, you, I know. You don't have to like sign away the rights to your material Ugh. or a huge percentage, especially Ugh. now that everything's digital. I know, bro. Yeah, they're not like, oh, we have to... We have to recoup all these costs for CDs <laughs> no and all cost. this shit. You're like, no, it's a file.
0: Do you know how much there's a cost? There's no cost to making it, your own the CD. The cost is zero. It's bullshit, yeah. So, because yeah. what happens is, boys and girls, is that one day you become famous. Mm-hmm. You become a celebrity. And now your stock increases in showbiz mm-hmm. and people want to go buy your back catalog and those scumbags that cut your record will still get the money. Now that's, today's yeah. topic is celebrity. Um, I'm going to try to approach this from a philosophical angle. Let's hope we do this appropriately. Mm. Uh, but let's face it, Nick, you and I are both trying to become famous. Yeah. But hopefully in whatever,
1: in whatever, doing something. In whatever regard you consider like fame, whatever yes. degree is most important to you.
0: My husband's in here. This is Tom Segura. You might know him from your mom's house podcast. Mm. Hi, Tommy. Thank you. Sure. I love you.
1: Coffee delivery.
0: He's the best. Yeah. Is the, how, how handsome is my husband?
1: The handsomest.
0: What do you think, Tom? Does that look, Does that look good? Great. Okay. Don't forget to save it. I will save it. <laughs> That's good advice. Thanks, Tom. Tom will be in the next episode of uh, That's Deep Bro. So anyways, famous, getting famous. What's it all about? What's it for? Um, I think, look, the Greeks talked about fame. Uh, there was nothing inherently sinful about wanting to be known by other people. Nor, nor do I think it's necessarily a bad inclination now. Mm-hmm. Being famous has its perks. You get better service. People like you. Yeah. <laughs> you get better tables at restaurants. People give you things. It's yeah, really feel special. Cool. You feel yeah all that validation. Maybe mm-hmm. mom and dad didn't give you enough of. Now you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem, the trap that we're falling into with the advent of like reality television, which I was a part of very early,
1: yeah. is now
0: it's fame for the for fame's sake. Yeah. Which is vacuous and empty and circular. And I think that's what angers people about celebrity today.
1: Yeah. It's become empty. It's the pursuit of fame for the sake of fame. Yeah. Where I remember a few years ago, I was reading a survey. I can't remember where it was. Let's say it was something like Huffington Post, you know, where they had just pulled a bunch of people. Yeah. What's your dream in life? What's your goal in life? And people just said, to be famous.
0: Like young people, you mean? Yeah. Like the, this generation's aspiration is just to be known.
1: Yeah, it was like kids yeah. like on their way out of high school getting into college, like, hey, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, I want to be a rock star or an actor or whatever, like a bunch of different right. occupations that lead to fame. Right. It was just, I want to be famous. Wow. And it's like, well, how? They didn't even think that far.
0: Right.
1: Which is like, for me, the problem with... The fame culture now is that it's like it's an empty pursuit it's just yes. just being famous as where and it's always been like this to a degree like when people say oh like the musicians now are not what they used to be it's just like they're they just want to be famous pop stars and they're empty and their lyrics mean nothing and so on and so forth it's it was like that in the 40s 50s 60s you know but people romanticize the past as something more innocent and pure right. you know
0: but at least that that exists as a form of shitty entertainment. At least they were yeah. entertainers. Even that mm. crap bubblegum pop music, I don't like it. It makes me want to blow my brains out. But it exists, and people enjoy it, and it serves some kind of function. Yeah. But there's no functionality to Kim Kardashian's fame, and I think that's what upsets the world, right?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's, I'm going to back that ass up a minute here Okay. and um, <sighs> go into the function of storytelling. Like, what is the function of an artist? Because that's really the kind of celebrity that we value. Let's say people that are storytellers, like comedians. Mm-hmm. Musicians are storytellers in a way. Um, writers, Shakespeare, all these people were yeah. storytellers. Actors. Actors, wonderful. Mm. Those are all people that become can become famous. And Carl Jung, a uh, very famous guy, you've heard of him, right? Yes. The fucking German guy came up with the idea of the collective unconscious and uh, archetypes. The idea that in everybody, there are these unconscious sort of archetypes. We all deal with, uh, how do I even explain this? It's kind of like everybody at some point knows the motif of being the mother, the child, the trickster. Uh, oh, the devil, the wise old man, blah, blah, blah. Like these sort of things exist among all people, right? So when you see that represented, you relate to it, you get it, and it helps you. So storytelling serves a purpose of, like, let's say it helps the tribe, the functioning of the tribe. Uh, you get up, and let's say your archetype is the trickster, because you're a comedian, and you're yeah. going to tell the story of Nick Yusuf and, and his trials and tribulations as a human being. And in storytelling, it's cathartic, right? The, the other members of the tribe Say, like, can you know, sympathize, empathize with what you're going through. And it serves a purpose to kind of heal humanity, yeah. to heal the and other. Bring the
1: tribe together. Brings the
0: tribe together. And that's yeah. the function of storytelling. And the reason I bring that up is because there's this great book called Trash Culture by Richard Keller. And this guy is a teacher at Polytech in San Luis Obispo. And he wrote this wonderful book about how everything we consider to be shitty culture is just a retelling of like the themes in Shakespeare, how it's all the same archetypes. It's the same thing Carl Jung was talking about, except in different forms. Um, And my thinking is with this whole Kardashian stuff, this obsession with like celebrity and tabloid is that it is a substitute for, uh, for royalty because when you look at it, the Kardashians are the archetype of like the royal family that, first of all, they've done nothing to, <laughs> to get that status, but they have it, much like a royal. Mm-hmm. And we look to them for, I don't know, what kind of cues, I'm not sure. We try to emulate them. Um, but in this sense, the Kardashians become this tragic force. They become the tabloid. And that serves in page eighty five of this great fucking book and trash culture is an eighty five or fifty eight. Sorry, am I fucking meandering? Oh I just love this. Tragedy, The Enquirer, and the Critics. The National Enquirer people and other supermarket tabloids and gossip magazines publishing on their models are contemporary versions of tragedy. So it goes over the way back to Euripides, Ibsen, or Strind I don't know that guy is Strindberg rewritten according to the demands of the American marketplace. In other words Tragedy is nothing new, right? The Greeks wrote about tragedy, but now it's just rehashed in the Enquirer. We're preoccupied with the rise and fall of media celebrities, but primarily with the fall, and thus filled with stories of suffering, ruin, error, self-knowledge, recovery, and death. Mm. Publications such as the Enquirer reproduce much of the traditional (coughs) content of tragedy, although in greatly abridged and fragmented forms, Right. Kim Kardashian loses twenty pounds, breaks up with Kanye West. So why do we care? Because it fulfills this archetypal need. It fulfills the need of the tribe mm-hmm. to exalt somebody. That's what we do when we we celebrate them, and then this, the tearing down. Yeah. Why the hell would anybody want to be a part of that? Why do we want to do that? Why does anybody do that? I think, what the fuck.
1: I don't know. Maybe it, it like it completes the story.
0: Mm.
1: You know, like every every up has its down. Yes. You yeah. know. And it's I mean, it's more entertaining that way, especially when there's no substance to the rise.
0: <laughs> right. You know what I
1: mean? Where it's like, Oh, they've become famous for what? You look for at the what? Kardashians and you're like, At best she was an amateur porn star. Yes. You know, that's that when I think of her, her Kim specifically, I think of her as just like a porn star who turned yeah. it into, you know, a, a career as like a a reality star. I mean, you know. And then now she's like a fashion icon and she's trying to spin it into all these different things. But, you know, it started from nothing. You know, I'm not, why would you believe anyone's, you know, take on like fashion style and trends and this and that, where they, when they came from none of that background, you know?
0: And, and you're right. And I think that's what, <laughs> that's what, there's this, it's this fucking weird phenomenon because on the one hand, nobody likes the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Nobody I know is like, you know what? I really love them. They're just good people. I really like what they do. (laughs) We hate them, yet they're nine seasons deep into that piece of garbage show. Yeah. Spinoff shows. Like you said, the, the ancillary, the merchandise. She's a fashion icon. But we feed that machine. If nobody watched the show, there would be no show.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Why are we watching them?
1: I think people, I mean, I imagine they appeal to younger people who. I mean, we're adults and we've seen different variations of this, and we don't. I think adults more often aren't going to relate to someone who's just peddling merchandise and doesn't come from, like, you know, an experienced background doing all this stuff. You know, you look at different people and you go, what are they offering? Where are they coming from? Are they experienced? And are they to believe, you know? Right. But young kids just see someone on TV. right, Right. And, you know, if you're like a, teenager child or a teenager now like fame culture is at its height and that's like one of the most important things you can do is become famous yes you turn on the tv and she's a great example of fame because she's everywhere she's talked about all the time yes every minute of her life is in the news so people must think like well she's one of the important ones because she's covered extensively so i'm gonna be i want to be like her i want to dress like her i want to do what she says
0: but interestingly enough, there's a duality in the Kardashian. The archetype, I hope I explained that right, the, the collective unconscious, this idea that uh, we all recognize these archetypes in people, right? I think him's our, her archetype would be a few. Simul- she's she's a whore, right? She's mm-hmm. labeled a whore. She's also a beauty queen, mm-hmm. right? She's We, we simultaneously want to fuck her, but we fucking hate her. So there's like this weird push- and pull. Yeah. And I I don't get I don't know. It's I don't I'm not attracted to it. I can't I can't watch it, but I'm I guess part of it is that she's the prom queen. She's the girl everybody wants to fuck in high school, but none of us are fucking her except for Kanye West. And that's is that why we hate her? But why yeah, well I guess little girls just see the, 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 the excitement of of fame and
1: Yeah, I mean when uh, you you know when you're older and you're looking for horrible. more substance in life She's an easy target to like be frustrated with because she doesn't represent one specific thing. You know, yeah. she claims like I do this, that, this, and that. But when you look into it, you're like, there's not much there. You just like you kind of live your uh, like this life on television, and we kind of mm-hmm. watch you go through a day. And then you peddle like a perfume
0: <laughs> to sell based on,
1: <laughs> trust me, I know good perfume because I, right. I live on this, on this television show. I hang out with my sisters on a TV show, so right. wear, wear this perfume. You well, know.
0: What if, now I was thinking about this. First of all, let's back it up a bit. This is the result of reality shows. Mm -hmm. This is the result of, and I I was on the very first, like, I was on Road Rules in 1998. I remember. (laughs) Right? Right? And But back then, we were shamed. When I got off that show and I wanted to be in showbiz, people were like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit reality person. Get the fuck out of here. Now it's a brand. Now you can host a show. But there was a lot of shame associated with what I was doing and at the time, I was a twenty-year-old kid that just wanted to travel. I wanted to get. I, I lived literally in a closet in San Francisco. I was poor. I yeah. just come back from a year abroad, and I was like, I just want to travel again. And I got to do this thing, and nothing happened on our show. <laughs> nobody. We fought verbally, but nobody hit each other. Nobody fucked. Nobody got kicked out. Nobody got voted off of anything. It was very, whatever, tame. And then what happened was. There were, like, spinoff shows that you could be part of, right? And then there are people called lifers, like the Mark Longs, like mm. the Eric Neese hosted The Grind. Yeah. And that was the first time that people realized they could sustain a career out of doing nothing. Yeah. Being nothing, truly. <clears throat> and that, I think, was the beginning. And now the reality world, like, you can just be a cunty housewife and be considered a, quote, personality.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Reality TV it seems like just separated the art from the fame. Yes, you yes, know?
0: yes, that's it.
1: Cuz the people that you respect who are famous, you know, take what they do and they approach it from an artistic standpoint, you yeah, know. Yes. Like you you'd be mad at Kim Kardashian for claiming she's a fame icon because there's no substance at all there, but if you took, you know, someone from the fashion world like um Mark Jacobs, or any of those people. No, people aren't upset with that guy because he spends most of his time like creating and making and designing great clothing. Right. So you're like, okay, yeah, I know what he does. If I'm not a clothing person, I'm just going to not pay attention to it. But he's not out there like, claiming all these things and not backing it up with absolutely anything. Right.
0: And we don't resent Mark Jacobs. I don't think there's yeah. too many people that go, fuck that guy. He doesn't deserve all the yeah. money he makes from handbags and shoes and whatever the fuck he makes. Yeah. We
1: and he keeps his life about that that's, one thing.
0: Yes. Well, and that's the thing I was thinking about too. So why do we see what sh- the Kardashians do qualitatively as being less than a Mark Jacobs, a, a Kurt Cobain, a someone that creates when the goal of entertainment is simply to entertain? Does it matter what the form of the entertainment is? So in some regards, she is entertaining everybody mm-hmm. because we all love to point at her and go, well, there's that dumb whore again on, you know, right. she's gaining 22 pounds. Oh, she married, two, who's, you know, which black guy is she blowing this week? You know, we love to point at her and say those. So is that a form of entertainment she's the the whore that we get to shame doesn't that count for something
1: i mean it counts as like entertainment in its most stripped down form but (laughs) entertainment has always been tied in with like artistic expression not i mean always always but for the most part if you are seeking out entertainment you expect it to like be done well even if it's like you know trashy like bubblegum pop or, or right. something like that some of some of that stuff is done very very well you know like popular music is not always like played by amazing musicians and has like you know deep lyrics course, that really yeah. touch you and tell an amazing story but like some of it is so well crafted you're you can't deny how catchy it is but it at least comes from somewhere there's some talent there there's some like workmanship that went into making this stuff hmm. reality stars To me are just like people who are like, you should be entertained by me just because I simply exist. (laughs) And you're like, wow, man. Well, you better be a, a a smart, interesting motherfucker with a bunch of shit to say. If your life, just as it is, right, is worth tuning into and buying the t-shirt wow. and the book and whatever else you're peddling, you
0: know? But maybe that's the, the, you know, the quote, postmodern entertainer. Maybe the idea of what is entertainment has shifted into maybe, I mean, look at Doug Dynasty. That show is scripted to all shit, mm-hmm. but... I liked the idea of following a bunch of hillbillies in a swamp and I loved yeah. the first season or two.
1: I think it goes to show how how flawed the system was. Like reality TV is like yeah. this is a thing now. We don't it costs no money. It's part of the reason uh, the entertainment industry went of course. went for it cuz like these people will work for cheap. for nothing or very cheap. Uh, they're not in any unions cuz they're not actors. That's they're right. just people. And um we can just throw all these shows out. Whatever sticks sticks forever long and then When when they're gone, we can just go to the. There's 300 million Americans. We just find more. Yeah. Put them together in like awkward situations. Yeah. Where there'll be conflict. Yeah. But it seems to me like there's some proof that it didn't work when they started taking these reality shows and then scripting them. Yeah. Because people do want a story and they want something. With some substance.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So what you're saying is they're not inherently entertaining. We're having to add the old archetype. We're having to add in the Shakespearean yeah. uh, through line of yeah. drama to to. Oh, that's true. Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: a reason. Like we go to things like television and movies and music because the average life, for the most part isn't that interesting on a day-to-day level yes there are moments there are events you go on vacations you attend a wedding you go to a funeral you enter a relationship you go out with friends there are moments you know in life that are wow that was fun that was like a cool story we can tell in the future when we all went to lake tahoe and went you know got on some jet skis and blah blah blah, had some drinks met some girls but uh, you know the average life is like there's not that much going on right you go to work it's just the same routine That's why you go to, like, you know, Netflix and go see a movie because you're like, I want to escape for a minute. Yes. Watch this story about, like, a life that I wish I had or, like, a life that's similar to mine. And
0: that you can, like what we were discussing with the archetypes and the the function of the storyteller Mm -hmm. functioning the tribe, it helps the tribe deal with their own lives. If you can see a story about let's say you're going through a divorce, a man going through a, a divorce on a, in a film, it helps you process your own feelings of right. going through that thing. That's it, why you seek out certain forms of entertainment maybe like I, I want to what is it like to uh you know be married while well, I watch a movie about this? What is exactly. it like to whatever blow a donkey? There's a, There's, a movie yes, about blowing donkeys and you can yeah. access that. You know what's interesting though is that there was a time when reality shows really reflected reality for instance when i was on road rules a million years ago you we filmed that show for two months real world used to film for five Mm -hmm. months so they really did follow you around 24 7 for that long of a time hoping to get a good story and they would let things unfold normally you know why they stopped doing it Ching! It costs money to have a crew on for five months, yeah. so that's when they started going. Well, it's cheaper to hire writers to manufacture these situations. Mm-hmm. Let's manufacture these situations. And in, in
1: conjunction with Ugh. like seeing the previous seasons, they go. You know what? People really reacted to this white guy from the south who's never right. interacted with a black person, <laughs> right. and then this militant oh, black boy. guy from Chicago. Oh boy! So hmm, why don't we start casting people? based on these conflicts right so they would bring in people and they'd go this season needs yes yes of course.
0: Uh,
1: an angry lesbian
0: oh an angry needs, black guy Yeah,
1: homophobic white homophobic, guy yeah, racist right winger yeah <laughs> and then a gay guy a black guy and <laughs> yeah so it's just <clears throat> and then like a couple horny young people although it, who have always, great, they're in great shape
0: who have to drink a lot too yeah
1: yeah and then oh, that became guy. the formula
0: I had something to say about that. The casting of that changed significantly. Oh, oh, I was going to say then. So is Kim Kardashian famous for nothing when what we're saying is that the reality world has changed to where these shows are scripted. So in essence, she kind of is an actor. Because that all that shit that happens on... The, I, I can't fucking watch a single episode of that show. I know there's an episode where she gets her, you know, my pussy waxed today. Or, oh my god. It, it just seems like it's a lot of like, oh my god, you're so stupid. Oh my god, But she's acting. And mm-hmm. so are the guys on Duck Dynasty. And so is everybody else on their, quote, reality shows. So is she a really good actress? Is she so good that we're not aware of how talented she is?
1: I mean, I think... To some degree, the acting is in... I mean, I think sometimes they go, okay, cut, you know, can you come in again? Like, walk in a little angry, you know, it's very minimal. Right. But I think a lot of the story is created in the editing. So they do let them just kind of do their own thing. Like, all right, today you're going to the spa, you're going to get waxed. Yeah. And then you're going to go like, <clears throat> take your dog in to get groomed or whatever. Right. And then whatever happens along the way, they're like, how can we cut this to make it seem like you almost got into an accident?
0: Oh, right. And right. there was
1: like a little bit of drama. Because again, the average life...
0: Not much happened In the
1: day, not a lot happens. I know.
0: It's funny because I was watching Little Women LA, the show about all the midgets. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they, they're obviously, there's no way these, these were friends before they yeah. were cast. There's no, maybe two of them knew each other, but give me a fucking break that like six midget women just happen to be BFFs in LA. Give, never, yeah. never, not never. Ever. Like, yeah, we'd, we'd have seen them around town. Yeah. You know, you, you fucking notice six hot midgets rolling around, high-fiving each other. And, uh, uh. The point of the story is yeah, one episode of that show, it's like they wake up in the morning, she puts on laundry for the boyfriend, and then they all go bowling together, and then they're at a party later. It's like nobody does that much shit every in a day. day with yeah. all their fucking friends, especially people like us who were you know, we work all the time. Who has oh, yeah. the time as an adult to be hanging out with the you know, five of their best friends all the time? It's yeah. fucking nonsense.
1: I feel like at this point a lot of people have accepted that reality tv is not reality it's not yeah. real life it's scripted to whatever degree but i mean i guess the the question becomes what to what degree what level of entertainment is this you know yeah. are these people how are they to be considered you know are they like <clears throat> entertainers, are they actors? Are they artists? Right. Are they, what are they? They're just personalities and how serious do you take them?
0: See, that's why I think that the Kardashians and the reality, like the, the housewives and all of these people, I don't think we should consider they're not actors. Uh they're not they're I I reality star is a bit of a you know stupid. I consider them our royals. I really do. If, if you've been have you been to England? No. So they, they the the royal family Essentially, now they don't do shit. All right. Mm -hmm. They serve as like a figurehead for what used to be the monarchy used to be. They actually used to rule. They don't now. Um, They generate money, Mm -hmm. right? People come to see the palace and to, oh my God, the queen. Like they just serve as like tradition, from what I understand. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they have some respect. But if you look at the tabloids, they're all over the tabloids and their function for the tribe, for this archetypal thing. They serve a function of, gosh, you know, I wish I had so much money. Wouldn't my, but you know, money doesn't make you happy. God, look, oh, yeah. Look at the tragedy in their family. You know, money can't, I'm like, no oh, bullshit. Money does. L- listen, if you've ever been poor, you know, money does buy happiness. It absolutely fucking does.
1: Yeah. But like, With certain kinds, I suppose.
0: Absolutely. If you're not, yeah. if you're not, I'll tell you what's happiness, not worrying about money, not worrying about rent, right? Getting your teeth fixed when they're broken. Yeah. Um, that that is happening. There's a form of that.
1: It buys like freedom from a lot of, yeah, problems Trouble. and issues. But
0: but the reason, like the the tabloid and the royals. If you look at the magazines, I don't really read them, but I look at them on the grocery checkout. It's always about the new wife. What's what's her name? The new <gasps> Kate royal. Middleton. Yeah. yeah. What's she wearing? Is she too skinny? Is she not skinny enough? Mm-hmm. Has she conceived? Is she conceiving a well? Is she morning sick? What about the next baby? what about the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby? Mm. Like we're we're watching this girl's uterus so closely and why? Who fucking cares? And Kim Kardashian's the same thing. We're we're obsessed with with them. Their vaginas, their their everything, everything, everything. Yeah.
1: What? The so I mean fuck? our like in America They're our royalty. Our but our royalty is, is all famous people.
0: Ah because yeah. we do that
1: we do that to we try to at least to all famous people. Some don't take to it and they're like,
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: They're like, no, I want a private life. Yeah. I'm not going to be out at the nightclubs and talking to TMZ and all that stuff. Like but. Harrison
0: Ford, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that his name? You never see that guy. Ever. Notably. Never. Like, no.
1: People like, uh, uh, what, I keep wanting to say Tom Cruise, but uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. That guy's like a a national treasure, yeah, but you never see him in the tabloids getting in trouble and like feeding for the attention. It's like he's just he's the old school actor entertainer. Yeah. I'm here to provide entertainment, tell a story, do an interview, charm some people, right. you know remind remind everyone that hey, you like me and you want to see more of my movies, and then he goes home and lives his life, yeah, and that's the way like it it used to be more so, but it's 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 kinda like it's a it's a testament to how good we have it in countries like this in England where this is our royalty and this is our our the soap opera that, that we're following. Like yeah. what are these really rich, privileged people doing? What are their problems? <laughs> Let's worry about them uh, every single day. I know. You go to places like certain parts of South America who are like yeah. living in poverty and oppression. You know what posters <laughs> they have on their wall? They don't have posters of, like, Johnny Depp and Kim Kardashian. They have, like, economists (laughs) that they hope can lead their nation into, you know,
0: prosperity
1: and revolution. That's who they look up to.
0: Economic stability, please. Yeah. I know. It's
1: it's like some old dude with, like, a, a... A gray wiry beard. God, I hope this guy can fix our world.
0: (laughs) I know there was this fucking reality show with Jennifer Lopez and her ex husband. This guy, he looks like Gollum. Yeah, that guy. And they did this thing where they wanted to find the the most talent in Latin America. I mean, (laughs) I was hooked on this. I love this shit, right? Mm -hmm. So she goes to like this favela in Brazil, like Sao Paulo or Rio. And this poor son of a bitch, this poor fucking guy, you know, he's so, they're so poor. He has a piece of tile, just a piece of tile, and he puts it down and he tab dances. And he's amazing, of course. That's all this fucking guy can do, you know? Mm-hmm. And and she she gives him the golden ticket to Hollywood. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be in our Vegas show, you're gonna this guy, you know, just the the, the tears and the oh my god, my life is gonna be up forever, bitch. And of course he doesn't make it past the first round and now he goes back to the favela, but <laughs> <laughs> The idea of being famous, or maybe this will help me out of my situation, and then oh, to have it strewn away, oh. But yeah. maybe the idea that fame is a cure all, and I, I know when I was twenty, if I'm if I'm honest, I, I wanted to be on television. I mean, how much is there anything cooler than being on television? Like,
1: yeah, you grow up thinking oh. like that's one of the coolest things you can be.
0: And yeah. Do. That's, like yeah.
1: There's all these shows and magazines and articles that talk about like how amazing it is to be like loved by all the people. You have a lot yeah. of money. You're living a life that's like oh. people only dream about.
0: Wonderful. Of course, <clears throat> when you're a reality quote star, you mm. don't get that because they don't pay you well. So now you have fame with no money. <laughs> that's right. The worst.
1: Yeah, which is like a weird. <laughs> That's a weird thing to have.
0: But then after I did that show, I became a comedian and then I struggled with the this idea of why would I want to be famous? Because the other side of this is it's very fucked up to be famous. There's also downsides. Like what oh, comes yeah. up must come down and the masses love, they love the downfall. That's the best part. It was when Liz Taylor got fat and dead. Everybody likes that, yeah. right? Everybody wants to see everybody fat and old. Why? Why do we like that?
1: I think it's like, as much as we like this, you know, the rise, where it's like, wow, I can't believe they're following their dreams and they're pursuing (laughs) them, and it's really working out. I can relate to this because I've always wanted that, and that's it's the it's the story of America in a way, where if you try and you can do, you can reach for the stars and be one. Whoa! And then when it happens, you kind of get used to these people, and then you maybe get a little bored with it, and you are like, what would happen if? Mm. You know, they they started to fall apart a little bit. Mm. It just kind of wraps the story up, maybe. Yes. And it can't all be good.
0: Because no. then these
1: people start doing these things and um sometimes that you feel like they betray you in a way. Mm. If one of your favorite bands becomes very big and then mm-hmm. they release an album and you're like, You guys sold out.
0: hmm that That's was, not cool. See, that this thing, the sellout thing. I grew up a punker. I loved, like, I love the fucking Dead Kennedys, Nirvana. Mm -hmm. This is, these are all the Dickies, whatever the fuck. These are all my bands. Yeah. And there's this thing about selling out. And then you get older and you go, I really wish Jello Biafra had owned the records that he made because Mm -hmm. I want to see that guy taken care of. You know, you go, they gave me a lot of joy and I fucking wish they had sold, quote, sold out and looked out for themselves financially. 'Cause they don't own their records. They don't you know, or the whoever else. Yeah, these, someone these owns artists
1: their publishing rights. Yeah, <clears throat> who
0: are just vulnerable and kind of dopey mm-hmm.
1: about shit.
0: Is there is there something wrong about material success? Like the selling out idea. What does it mean to sell out?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I think it used to mean something else. Now you you rarely hear that term thrown around anymore.
0: No, because now it's now there's no such thing as selling out. Now the goal is to sell out. Yeah, that's the problem. Is the the fame thing? It's it's directly to how can I sell? How can I sell advertising on my YouTube page? How about how about Vine? Can I sell advertising on my Vine? Yeah, on Twitter? Can I? Is there anything I can endorse? Like
1: people aren't even considering in. the do something with integrity in no. order to sell out. They're like, no. let's just go. Yeah, let's just start with hey, it's for sale.
0: Ugh. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? You enter entertainment with, like, I'm for sale. I'm a blank slate. Put whatever ads you want on me. Literally. Because I just want money.
0: Literally, people selling their foreheads to tattooing. Remember that when people would tattoo? No. Uh, it was for an online gaming website. Wow. It was like casino dot com and they paid some guy twenty grand to tattoo his forehead or some woman. That True story. People crazy. do it. Or your car. You can have your car. Yeah,
1: you can have it wrapped. Ugh. And people do it because they're like the what they pay me a month is my car payments. So yeah. you know, Amazon.com just bought me a car. Wow. I just gotta advertise their thing. So crazy. Yeah, but selling out is like because like again. Art, like art and commerce have always been connected, you know, and there's always been that fight between the two.
0: Yeah, the fight. Actually, actually yes, commerce fight. and
1: business goes, this will sell more. Yes. This is what people want. And the artist goes, I'm not interested in what everyone wants. I want to tell my story, and whoever's interested in that story can come, you know, be a part of it. Yeah. And then the people that broke through and were able to just do their thing and become famous – had this gathering of people that were like oh my god we've been waiting for someone like you because you're not like the rest Mm. you're not like the there were the beatles and then there were a million copies of yes and it just you know waters down the market and then it's boring then you have someone else that's like whoa nirvana like you you destroyed that whole 80s glam rock thing that we've seen a million times over and we're tired of and it's empty and vacuous and glitzy and it's just about the show and here's this band that's like talking about you know the personal struggles of like depression and you know, being an angst-ridden teen and <clears throat> all these different things. And then they become famous, and then those fans start resenting them because yeah. they're huge and like, well, why are they playing stadiums that big? I thought they were about the, the the people and doing small shows and connecting with fans, and now they're on MTV. MTV stands for all these different things that bands like Nirvana said they were against. I don't like them anymore. I'd like to see them suffer ah, and struggle interesting and fall and burn. You know, interesting. and then and then that becomes a storyline where you're like, Whoa, that'd be cool. I don't like them anymore anyway. Be cool. Fucking, you know, they went to rehab and like they lost their record contract.
0: So so what you touched on was just really interesting, is that maybe this the suffering artist, we love the suffering artist yeah. model. Um same with our comedians. We we love them road hard. We love yeah. them drunk, angry, mm-hmm. fucked up, you know. Uh, but the minute they, you know, j- jump the shark or whatever and they're doing the arena, fuck them. They're not on our side anymore. Now this guy is, this guy thinks he's royal. Yeah. This guy thinks he's in their house, you yeah. know. Like now he's on that side of the fence. And the Kardashians too, I think there is that sense of like, well, they've always kind of been on the other side of the tracks. Like I, Oh yeah. You know, in they terms of money. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck you. You've they always were never us. It. Yeah. You've never me, dude. Yeah. You never grew up in a fucking apartment in the Valley. Come That's on. like the love,
1: hate relationship with fame is that like when someone is on their way towards it. Yeah. You're 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 in it together. You're You're like, dude. You're like, you're just like me, man. We're doing this together. And hey, I'm not I'm not right there with you, but I'm you represent me, and I'm going to support you. And then they get up there, and the second they're famous, you realize like, oh, now we're not the same anymore. (gasps) That's it. You got to that place that I know nothing about. I'm Mm. not there, and now you're starting to act different. You're mm. one of them. Mm. You used to be one of me.
0: Yeah. We used to be the same. Yeah.
1: And now you're like that, you're rich, yeah. you think you're better than me? Well fuck you, pal. Yeah. I hope you <laughs> fail. Yeah. And then that storyline starts.
0: That is so and then and, and it's a, it's all money, you know. And oh, then yeah. the tabloids they can sell that story you're gonna sell wonderful tabloids based on downfalls. Oh, yeah. People uh, love that kind of gossip. They, they love it because back to the the young thing, so you're you're following the journeyman, right? The adventurer, like and now you live through that archetype of everyone gets that. Everyone gets somebody with a dream. Yeah. A million American fucking <coughs> movies, Rocky movies are built on dreams, right? Yeah. Right. And then the archetype changes to the king or the queen or to the spoiled child or whatever. And now we fucking hate them. We want them destroyed and annihilated, yeah. decimated. Also, too, it's interesting with the Kardashians. I, I was thinking about uh, her whole thing is to be shamed. It is for us to go, what a fucking whore. What a piece of shit. Can you believe how much money they have? It's almost taking the place of a public stoning. Yeah. When you look at the function of the stonings, actually, it takes place in some parts of the world still. <laughs> yeah, no. um, but for, for us, I guess... Um, and did we do stoning not in this country? No, the witches. No. We burned people. We burned oh, yeah, witches yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's something about the public execution that fulfills a need in humans. Humans like watching the others suffer. That's an unfortunate. That's the other side of the tribe, the function of storytelling, <laughs> Yeah, is the downfall. And I think Kim serves it's like a need,
1: that. it's also a need for justice in a way. Yes. Oh, interesting. People love... When some, when they are wronged, they want to make it right, and that's like their version of justice. We, yes. we got to bring down the titan, this bitch. Yeah.
0: Well, and also I think uh, uh, Kim serves as the hot bitch in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't hate my neighbor Marcy for being a hot piece of ass, wanting to steal my husband, but I can project those feelings onto somebody I don't know, right. like Kim, because it's safe if you're projecting all the feelings that you have in real life onto this person who's never gonna be in your world. Oh, yeah. Easier to hate, uh, I don't know, Ryan Gosling. I don't know, nobody hates him. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Easier to hate whatever fucking celebrity than to hate the real life person that you're associating them with. Cause I don't know if, do you get hate tweets yet? And I'm sure you gotten have a
1: few. I mean, I've gotten some for r- <clears throat> random thing. If I make fun of Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift or any of these idiots, <laughs> whenever they get in trouble and you just make a joke, they'll be like that. They're fans who are constantly putting their name in the search bar to see who's saying what about them. Oh, geez. They'll find your Trolling tweet where and... you made fun of them. And then they will tell you I've had, you should kill yourself. Uh-huh. You're not funny. I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, in variations of like you're the worst person who's ever lived, that kind of stuff. And Which like, is
0: wow. interesting because now you're the celebrity for that person. Right. So now you serve. Now here's what here's the fuck of this is that you and I simultaneously serve this function for comedy audiences. Yeah, yeah. And you'll find that people will love you or hate you sometimes based on nothing. About you that exists whatsoever. Oh, yeah.
1: It's like a misunderstanding.
0: They project their shit onto you. Yeah. You look like my ex husband. Fuck you. You're the teacher I hate. You're the dad yeah. I hate. You're the mama. You're the, you're the, you're the, you're the.
1: Yeah. If you make a, a joke that is on a dark subject of any kind and they oh. had a personal.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Hey, that's about me. It's oh, like, boy. I don't even know you. No. Yeah.
0: And this joke wasn't written specifically to offend you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my sister has retardation. Oh, mm-hmm. well, good for your dumb fucking sister. I don't want to <laughs> hear about it. Which is interesting. God. Anyways. So the Kardashians, they're basically tabloid culture, which serves a function. It's not like everyone thinks that Shakespeare was some classy guy. Mm-hmm. You know that Shakespeare was considered trash for his time?
1: I always, yeah, I always hear that.
0: Yeah. He was considered, like, lowbrow. There's tons of dick jokes in Shakespeare. You read that shit, they're all over it. But because it's in fancy talk, we look back and we go, oh, whatever. Um, You brought up a really neat point at the beginning of this, that this generation just wants fame for the sake of fame. Yeah. There's this great book by Jean, Jean Baudrillard. Baudrillard, Jean Baudrillard. I don't know how to say it. I read this book in college, and I fucking... Love it. I highly recommend this. It's called Simulacra and Simulation. And Jean, Jean Baudrillard is a postmodern philosopher. He wrote this in 81. This book changed my life. It's in The Matrix. Really? There's a reference to the... Do you like The Matrix movie?
1: I've seen that movie probably 30-something times. Oh,
0: isn't it the best? It's one of the best movies. Okay, well, there's a nod <clears throat> to this very book. There's a part where uh, the rabbit tattoo lady comes to see Neo for the first time. Yeah. And he pulls down this book from his shelf, and he opens it. It's a fake book, uh, and he opens it, and there's, I guess, the disc or something in it yeah. that he gives to her, which is a double meaning because, first of all, the Matrix is is kind of an ode to this very book, and also the book itself is an illusion. It's fake. Uh, Isn't that cool, yeah, 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 nerdler? <laughs> I love it.
1: That's cool.
0: Okay, so. What's interesting about the reality uh, genre and about the time we live in? This is considered a post modern era, or maybe it's a post post modern era. Let's not even get into post that's a whole other topic. However, I do recommend a book called Postmodernism for Dummies." It's one of those types of books, very straightforward. It'll explain this whole motherfucker in like fifty pages. Super easy.
1: And let me can I add yes, something God, to that please, recommendation? Please, if you're one of those people <coughs> who. It's like, well, I don't want to be caught reading one of those. <laughs> Get a Kindle.
0: Oh, smart.
1: They're they're less than a hundred bucks. And all those books that you've wanted to read, I don't work for Kindle or anything or do it. But I'm, yes. this I, this occurred to me where I was like, oh, those one or two books that I was like, oh, it'd be weird if I read that in public. You can read them in public anywhere.
0: Yeah, no one On can On a Kindle, no one will judge you. You can read your Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Yeah. Any book that's like, oh, that's a trashy book. I don't want people to go, you're ready? That's a book to you. Come on. Or a, or a Four Dummies book.
0: Oh, you can have yeah. all that shit
1: in your Kindle. No one will ever know. I love know. that. That's yeah. so true.
0: I read the worst shit on planes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I read a lot of self help. Yeah. I'm so Self help's another one
1: people are embarrassed about. <laughs> but you have a Kindle, no one will fucking know.
0: Oh, I know. I know. So, so you can help bad. yourself now. Oh, that's <laughs> a thing. good point, Yusuf. I should, hey, yeah. I'm going to sell that on my website. I'm going to commodify this. There you this. go. Uh, actually, I don't think it's the dummies line. I take it back. It's for beginners, postmodernism uh-huh. for beginners. It's one of these thin little books. It will give you like a nice overview. Anyway, this book, Simulacra and Simulation. Simulacra are copies that depict things that either had no reality to begin with or that no longer have an original. Okay? And Simulation is...
1: I don't even know what that means. I know.
0: I'll tell you. <laughs> it's the imitation of the operation of a real-world process or system over time. So simulacra are the things that exist in our world that have no, they call it referent in philosophy. They're shit that like, they're things that exist. For instance, okay, the movie Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. You look at Pulp Fiction and you go, this looks familiar. Like all these genres, like she's got the hair that represents the 50s and this all looks familiar. It feels familiar. And I don't know, I can't really put my finger Well, because it's a reference to a million other things that have already existed, and now we're throwing Uh. it all together into this one unified thing. What's his name, the director? Tarantino's notorious for this kind of postmodern meshing of all. But simulacra is the stuff, and simulation is the reality that we live in, according to Jean Baudrillard. The simulacrum, that's the world we live in, is never that which conceals the truth. It is a truth which conceals that there is none. The simulacrum is true. So what this means is, so you've got the simulacra, these symbols, these signs, how they relate together in society, like that movie Pulp Fiction. You're like, well, the symbol of this, whatever, the fucking 50s dancing and this. These all come together and now the copy of the thing becomes the real thing. He loses this analogy of a, a map. Imagine drawing a map and then laying it over the land. And now the map is what becomes real. It's like, it's like the news. When you watch the coverage Mm. of the war, the first Gulf War, that was the first time we saw, not the first time we saw news, we saw the the war being televised in Vietnam, right? Yeah. But in that other war too, we got to see it. And what you understand of the war is what's televised of the war, not the actual war. But in your mind, the televised version (sighs) of the war is real because that's what you know. It's a simulacra. It's, and the simulacrum becomes the simulation. So there is no real, real anymore. There's just a representation of the real. For instance, the reality show world used to be a real world. For instance, the real world, that really was <laughs> yeah. a show. Okay, that yeah. was real. <clears throat> now they're writing reality shows. That's the simulacrum, the simulation. Okay. It's now the simulation of what's real. and So no it's reality longer. removed. Yes, exactly. It's a step, the departure from. Yeah. What's really ooky and troubling, in my opinion, is the YouTube's, it's the Twitter, it's the Facebook, it's that this generation can put forward a whole other reality of what their real reality is. Yeah. And celebrities a part of that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a whole now it's this whole other layer of a world that of non it doesn't fucking exist. There is no real. Anymore. It's the
1: filter between like reality and your perception of
0: yes. Yes, but we don't know. There's no real anymore. You get on Facebook, what is the fuck is what the fuck is a Facebook? You know, yeah.
1: And who are these people that are that are on? Who are they really? Yeah, because they're just putting out
0: the best possible version of them.
1: Yeah, or just an invented. Not even the. They could just like make up, you know, Mm -hmm. things about them that aren't even like the best or any part. They can just go, I'm this now. Yeah, I like these things, and I know about all this stuff. Yeah, it's like no, you don't.
0: And what's really cray-cray is that it's no longer (laughs) about having real experiences. It's about letting everybody know you're having the experience. Right. It's not just eating the sandwich. It's, I have to take a photograph of the sandwich and put the sandwich on social media. Otherwise, it never fucking existed. Mm -hmm. And now your world, your reality is the picture of the sandwich. To everyone else, that's the reality we all inhabit, is this perfect world where we get to think about our words in 140 characters. Yeah. It's fucking spooky, right?
1: It really is.
0: Fucking awful. Because remember when you were in high school and the way that you showed people who you were, like you would decorate your locker or your mm. notebook. I, we had like Trapper Keepers or you could, you know, you had that fucking thin plastic thing. And you yeah, could put yeah. your favorite band postcard and you're like, this is what I'm about. I'm about the clash. Right, right. I fucking love the clash, bros. And or it'd be the
1: clothing you wore. Yes. That was like your...
0: your marker. But now, everything's a false reality, as with celebrity, which is one big false reality.
1: Yeah. Whoa, bro. Especially the reality celebrities.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm guilty. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Contemporary media, including television, film, print, and the internet, which are responsible for blurring the line between products that are needed in order to live a life and products for which a need is created by commercial images. That's another part, too.
1: This guy thinks that
0: nothing is real at all. Contemporary media, including television, film, print, and the internet, which are responsible for blurring the line between products that are needed in order to live a life mm-hmm. and products for which a need is created by commercial images. So the, oh, it's all false needs. It's like you all false. need
1: coconut water. You, of then. course you, you do. you need, yeah. How, you need this tempur pillow. Or you of need, course yeah. you do. But before, it's like, well, I was doing just fine with regular water. <laughs> but now it's like, I'm, I've been missing out.
0: Oh, you know what's really neat, too, in the Simulacra book? The Simulacra, uh, he talks about how um, everything's symbols and signs, right? So I just love this idea so much that, like, when you buy an object, like we was talking about, like, let's say you buy a BMW, you're not buying a BMW. It's just a car with metal and wheels and tires and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. What you're buying into is a symbol, meaning it's sim- what it symbolizes. It symbolizes I'm a person of status. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, maybe I, I like expensive things. I belong to the class of people that tie sweaters around their necks and right. enjoy fun vacations. Like You're buying into that whole thing.
1: Yeah, I you're buying so into the lifestyle.
0: Yeah, because otherwise you would just buy a fucking car.
1: There's got to be an element of that too, in like watching and enjoying and connecting with reality stars that you're oh, I love them. you're buying into. Yes. You're like I'm a part of that life in a way. Because I I, I I I I feel with them. Yeah, I connect with them, I and love I it. I cry when they cry, and I'm happy when they're happy
0: i'm so guilty of that really there are some shows i got when i was on the road and just desperately lonely i would really get into i got so into johnny k plus eight for some reason
1: never saw that one i watched jersey a lot of jersey shore oh
0: oh, that's the best one i
1: know i i got so hooked on it but it wasn't it just because i fucking hated them so much i just kept i'm just like these people are the worst they're monsters they're vapid monsters
0: so what, and then every
1: week, I would just go back for more.
0: Right? What is that?
1: I don't know. It's it, it almost made me feel bad because I I enjoyed hating them, and that's ah. a horrible thing to like sell to people. Like, hey, look at this piece of shit every mm. Sunday at eight, <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> which isn't even real. It's a simulation. Yeah, it's a you know, it's not even a real. They're not even a real f- group of friends. They're thrown together in yeah. this bullshit scenario, and we're gonna pretend like they all know each other and that they give a shit.
1: Yeah, and there's like I've seen footage of like, hey, look at this fight they fabricated on on Jersey Shore, where like someone, a couple of them are sitting there dancing at a club, and you could see one of the camera guys or the sound, one of the sound yeah. guys take a glass <laughs> and throw.
0: Oh no! Throw
1: it at one of the girls who was then told to react like a fight was gonna break down oh
0: I didn't that's terrible
1: yeah it was on youtube and then they kind of like shot some footage of her pretending to attack a bartender you know and they're like (laughs) and this crazy fight went down you saw barely any of it and it was all made up to begin with
0: but we react to it the simulation is the simulation is now a real thing and well now it's just fiction i guess dad they're not even claiming to be reality shows anymore are they
1: yeah, the line is so blurred. It's like I don't even know. You don't even know what to call them, what to make of them, no. where to put them.
0: No, but I love the sadistic, or is it masochistic? When you want to hate somebody, you enjoy you you watch The Jersey Shore to enjoy loathing these people. Isn't I that that's interesting? sadism is that when I you think it is. I think it's a little both. Like you hate yourself, and you you hate them when yeah. you're watching them.
1: Is it? I can't. I always confuse the meanings of this. I story.
0: know. I always forget too. I think it's
1: sadism is when it's outwards and masochism oh, is when you want it done. Okay, it was, okay, yeah.
0: Which again, Jersey a, a little bit of both. Yeah, you hate yeah. yourself and you hate them simultaneously. Yeah, I know. I the thing is, I actually like them. I really like them because I you know, again, they're archetypes. It's uh, Paulie D is the douchebag mm-hmm. guy. Maybe he's uh, no, he's not the Chandler. He would be who's <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like they all represent. He's the douchebaggy guy who scores chicks, but maybe you'd fuck him because he's cute. Mike... The the he's just a douchebag through and through. Like yeah, who he's fucks like, that guy's situation? I know
1: that guy. I I I declared a war on him on Twitter.
0: <laughs> you did.
1: I would just constantly tweet at him and retweet the things he'd say and say insulting things, or I just I go, oh, I haven't tweeted at the situation in a day or two, <laughs> and I tweeted him, hey man, um, what kind of janitor are you gonna become after the show wraps? Up? <laughs> just like stuff like that.
0: And look at you now. You're participating in. Oh yeah. In the, the culture, okay.
1: Yeah, like I work in entertainment, and this is like a entertaining thing, right? To do it's like because to me, a lot of these like that's why the Kardashians and the Jersey Shore people and, and all those types of reality stars that's why they exist to me to be shit on and reminded that this is the lowest form of human <laughs> you can be as far as like in the world of entertainment,
0: right? This is
1: the lowest, the form. lowest form on the total it form. is a step above. Being, you know, a drug dealer or homeless <laughs> or like, you know, a train hobo or like something like that—it's—it's it's a step above doing nothing. Yes, worthy of anything in society. That's what they represent to me.
0: Wow, you are like, so, such loathsome feelings. Uh, yeah, you really do. What? What do you? Because I don't. I don't feel that way. Being someone that's been on the shows, I—I I actually have right. a genuine affinity for a lot of the shows that I watch. I, I mm-hmm. fucking I love. The Jersey store cast. I got to meet one of them, and I. Which one? Vinny was at the comedy store. He's
1: he's like the the coolest out of all of them. He's
0: he, he was a douchebag almost, to me though.
1: Really? He wasn't cool to me. That's shitty. Fuck you, Vinny. Fuck you, Vinny. <laughs>
0: but uh, I love them. I and I know and I I know that they're people. But see, there's a distance that you now you're, you view them as other than a yeah. person. Why why do you hate them so much? What do you think it is?
1: I just think it's I don't know I. I think it's just so empty for someone to w- want to pursue something like that. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying that when reality first started, it was yes. it was different. Like with the first few seasons of like the real world and the shows, I was like, I found them fascinating because I'm like, this is just like people hanging out and like doing these things together and like living in a home and getting to know each other and they're all from different backgrounds and it was it yeah. was a social experiment.
0: Yeah, it was weird.
1: And, and there's nothing more fascinating than that. And there are I would like to defend reality.
0: Okay. All it, right. At the Thank same time. Sir.
1: There are now um because it kind of peaked. You know, the reality show thing peaked and then it exploded and people were just like this is all garbage. Yeah. But now there are shows that actually are informative. Yeah and interesting you know you'll have you know reality shows that like show you how to like make clothing or food or you know all these other things and there's definitely a value to that yes and that counts as like reality and those you know people the stars of those shows are kind of like they have egos you can tell that they're like yeah you know i'm like i know my shit man i'm on this tv show listen to me but (laughs) you're still learning like american pickers is a Mm -hmm. great show
0: I, don't, I haven't seen that one.
1: It's just two guys that, like, they, they basically – they have a place in, like, um, let's say Kansas or, or some shit where they collect, like, old vintage stuff, signs, you know, uh, cars, bikes, knickknacks, all these crazy things, and they restore them and sell them. And they get in a van and they drive all over America and they go to, like, small towns where people have just, like, barns full of stuff And they go and pick through their stuff.
0: Oh, that's cool. So
1: they're called pickers. And
0: so they'd be hosts. They'd be considered hosts though.
1: Yeah. They're like personalities too. Yeah. Because, you know, they they you can tell with the way they like cut and edit the show, it's like, you know, this guy's more like this and he's more into that. And they have like little squabbles in the van, you know. So but they go to these places and they meet these like zany local people, you know, and there's like sound effects and it's just like it's kind of silly in some ways, but when they go into these barns, they actually like find stuff and then they tell you about it and they go split screen and they go like the first RCA record player was invented and blah, blah, blah. So you can like learn some stuff and you're like, all right, well that's that's like informative reality TV. These guys yes. are experts in a field. Yeah. And they're being personalities at the same time, which they're, is like they're
0: giving information and yeah, they're that's they're acceptable.
1: Value. There's I, a show yeah. called Naked and Afraid. I
0: love that one. I love I I love it. That one is
1: I've only seen one episode But it's It's the best Fucking nuts
0: There's Dating Naked I'm a huge fan of that I haven't seen that Eh, one It's just people dating naked Okay Blind Dates Naked Um Shit I just forgot what I was gonna fucking say What did we say right before that? Naked Oh 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 Shows that have intrinsic value Oh Mm. Yeah I agree There are shows that I refuse to watch Mm -hmm. On a feminist principle (laughs) I won't watch The Real Housewives Okay It's just mean cunts being mean there's no there's no value to me in women being catty, and especially women that do nothing. I, that really bothers me. Like, you're a housewife. Like, what do you... What's yeah. your, and you're not even making a home. It's not as though they were... Because I have nothing against housewives if they truly are attending a home, making it yeah. pleasure, you know, kids rearing children. That that's job, that's work. But mm-hmm. they're just uh, you know plasticized, yeah. mean, mean people yelling at each other. Is what that show shows.
1: That's be how called. I feel about Jersey Shore. Yeah, but it's just a, it's a combination <laughs> of men and women sitting around being v- like.
0: But they dance, they fist pump,
1: right? Yeah, they fuck. Yeah, they're preaching like a culture <laughs> of vanity. Yes. And like, hey, it's just cool to look cool. I like, know. we represent nothing except like looking good at the nightclub and banging those <laughs> bitches. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it.
0: But you're entertained, whether it be adversely, whether you have negative feelings, you're mm. still watching. It's still that's entertaining. True.
1: But I, I, I worry that like, what's wrong with society?
0: <laughs> oh,
1: we are, yeah. we are like. Entertained by like mostly negative things. Yes. That's not that's not like that's not a byproduct of a healthy society. No. That's like less interested in <clears throat> in being informed and learning valuable things and like you know, pushing society and culture forward and upwards. Yes. As opposed to like let's watch people burn
0: and shit on themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And fight each other and destroy each other and talk about nothing and do nothing except fuck and drink, and and dance.
0: Yeah. But there is some, I would argue that maybe there is something, mm, hear me out on this one. Maybe there is something elevated in that, Mm -hmm. okay, in us as a culture being able to finally watch people drinking, screwing, shitting themselves, being douchebags. Because in prior culture, let's say in the 1950s, Oh, that doesn't happen here. Well, yeah, there were always drunks, there were always whores, there were yeah. always fuck faces, mm-hmm. the the derelicts, the shit bags. They just weren't given platforms. So maybe there's it's a it's like a cultural release valve that maybe we need to go through this. We need to get that out of our collective system, and then it'll come around again. I'm hoping.
1: So where we burn out on it, you're saying? Well,
0: yeah, and I think it is coming out of it a little. If you look at all the stuff on like House of Cards on Netflix mm-hmm. or I mean, if you look at the success of like Oprah, like her Super Soul Sunday, the own network, she's making tons of really uplifting shit. There's right. you know, there's a bunch of stuff to counter the negative, I hope. Oh
1: yeah, I mean it's it's out there, but it just seems like people I mean, I get it. Sometimes you want mindless entertain like escapism yeah. is like a a, a part of you know, life. You need that sometimes. You can't always be taking everything seriously and no. working a hundred percent of the time and thinking deeply about life one hundred percent of the time. No, sometimes you you're like, I want to watch a dude get a fucking football thrown at his nuts <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. It's just gonna be funny. <laughs> it's, it's like I wanna escape for a minute, but it just seems like people are way more became way more interested in the escapism and then they romanticized it and then they decided that was a goal.
0: Yes. That's just the do problem. That. I know.
1: I think on a larger scale it's like a societal problem where it's like people don't aspire to be anything real. You know, they want just oh, I, to be famous.
0: If there was a show called Nobel Laureates and it was us just following like, here's how this person won the Nobel Prize, I mm-hmm. guarantee if we made Nobel laureates famous, sir, mm-hmm. the, the people would wanna do that.
1: Maybe. If if in that show that the They were fighting.
0: They got laid a lot. Yeah, and they
1: were fucking. They're hot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. It's like people are like, this is boring, but you're like, these are like educated people that are interesting (laughs) and making the world a better place. Yeah. That's the reason why the real world, you know, does better than fucking C-SPAN.
0: I know. Do do you want to know my theory on the demise of those shows? Because I have, I won't watch. I, I don't even know if the real world is on anymore. And I will Still not. Still
1: is. Guess how many seasons?
0: Oh, no. 59.
1: No, it's like 27. No. Or some crazy shit. Yeah.
0: And I won't watch the challenges. I refuse to be a part. I did one, mm-hmm. and I had a nervous breakdown three days in, and I vowed I would never fucking do it. It was a disaster. Wow. But here's the truth of what happened, for the record. Mary Alice Bunham of Bunham and Murray was mm-hmm. the, the- production company, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Mary Ellis came from a soap opera background. Long story short, she used to be in charge of casting. And that's why in the early years of those shows, you saw people. Pedro was the first man on television battling HIV. And, right. you know, the other guy was a cartoonist. And you had this person was a model. This person actually did something as a day job. Yeah. She passes away, and John Murray takes over casting. And John Murray likes some young, dumb, and full of cum. Right. And I think that. A lot of the show's decline had to do. I I blame John Murray for. <laughs> no, I don't. Right. But but I think doesn't Buna Murray? They did a bunch of other awful spinoffs, I'm and sure, I think yeah. they were so shit. It's my fault. All of this is somehow my <laughs> fault. That all comes back to me, guys, because I'm famous.
1: So when you were on the show, yes. Did, they, did people try and like get you were producers like, "Hey, can you guys do more of this less of that or was it just you guys were just existing like a social experiment?
0: It was so legitimate I can't even tell you that's why part of me seeing these shows today I, my heart breaks because like mm-hmm. go oh, it's not real because yeah. in my day it was real they get there's one night where the, the guy the director goes, "Hey guys nothing's happening here's 500 dollars. go get drunk tonight." Right. I, I swear to Christ that was the level of meddling. It was here's a bunch of money, you guys are twenty go years out old. And party. Go get fucked up. It wasn't, hey, go tell her she's a piece of shit. Never. Yeah. It was maybe one time. Guys, could you could you get back in the winning again? We we missed you guys walking into the Winnebago. Literally. That's the extent of it. Yeah. Now I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, that's
1: fine. Like back that's then fine. I would like I wa- I remember your or your Magical. season.
0: Was I talented? How talented! I, I
1: liked about? everyone on mm-hmm. that show. I watched it except for Piggy. She was a piece of shit. Oh yeah, that's the one I didn't like. I remember her, but I remember yeah, when you started comedy. Was. The second I saw you, I'm like, that, I know that girl. She's from oh, Road Rules. Because I was did. also 18 and I just oh. watched it like two years ago, you know. Um, but I remember watching all the the Real Worlds and the Road Rules, and I remember like liking them, and I wasn't like. I didn't feel like they were trying to get you to hate anyone or like
0: Ah, get you to like wait for the
1: conflict. It was just like, watch how these people, these regular people, here's a city you don't live in. Yes. And here's a bunch of people living in that city.
0: This is what it's like. Yes.
1: But now it's like, here's a bunch of 20 year old tanned
0: people who are obsessed
1: with drinking and working out, fighting and fucking.
0: And you want to hate them automatically. Yeah. See, I think that's why I don't have an averse reaction to reality. stars (laughs) stars <laughs> reality celebrities right. because i in my mind it's i'm still in that time in the 90s where right. it was six kids having an adventure who doesn't want to wa- live vicariously through us we're gonna jump out of an airplane holy shit well yeah. we're going to australia we're gonna find treasure today like that to me was the the era and uh, that's completely it's completely fucking
1: yeah like uh, you know i want to like celebrities i want to like these people and i want to watch movies that like move me and I want to watch music that makes me like feel good or identify with like sadness that's going on in my life to know that I'm less alone in the universe. Like I want the positives out of art. You know, I don't look for art and entertainment that's going to make me upset. Like I don't, I don't want to live that way. I don't want those feelings (laughs) in me where I'm always full of hate. Mm -hmm. That's why like, it seems to me like a lot of these like younger people that are like just Spewing hatred onto the internet, or like, did they grow up in that environment where that was a common thing? Where it's like, oh, this person's on your TV, Mm -hmm. and they were designed to be hated. Mm -hmm. So hey, go go for it.
0: Well, because that's the simulation, right? The reality is that it's okay to shit on a person Mm -hmm. in a YouTube video. I'm never going to see that person. Therefore, this cruel behavior is acceptable because I will never have a face to face. With somebody, that and, distance allows.
1: And one of your favorite celebrities is like... Terrible. That, that's how it's been since the beginning of them. Yes. And we've we've totally t- made it seem that that's okay. Every article you've read is like, look how ugly this person looks. She <laughs> went to jail. She went to rehab. Yeah. Is her life falling apart? Whoa, yeah. judge her, judge her, judge him, judge him, judge yeah. her. So now when anyone does anything,
0: yeah.
1: even if it's like the intent is pure and artistic and made to bring joy into the world like comedians yes. or whatever. Oh, yeah. People go, I don't like that. And their first instinct is to go, kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> get addicted to drugs and die.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I
1: mean, I because, you know, I didn't grow up thinking that of my celebrities. No. no. It wasn't even an option.
0: No. And if you hated somebody, you couldn't just get on the internet and tweet them. You had to take, yeah. you had to fucking write a letter, find out what the address was, I think yeah. it's the accessibility, too, that lends itself to that kind oh, of quality. Yeah. The yeah. accessibility.
1: Like, imagine if in staff. the 40s and 50s you had that that accessibility, oh that access God. to stars. Because back then, movie stars were, like, huge. There were not many. And they were huge. Like, your your Cary Grants and your Humphrey Bogarts and your Lucille yeah. Balls and Marilyn Monroe's and all these different people um, – they were huge. And a lot of them had dark secrets and they were fuck-ups and they were, yes. you know, alcoholics. Well, my and had like
0: 13 abortions. That's the rumor. Oh, yeah. Bipolar, yeah, fucking yeah. beyond.
1: All these different things. Yeah. They were like, I can't remember how many like, uh, uh, Rock Hudson, wasn't he like gay? Yes. But he was like this icon yes. for like women. Yeah, Yes. and uh, But imagine if, it, if we had the fame culture we had now then.
0: Wow. We wouldn't
1: look back on these people like, that's wow, right. they were great. We would go like that piece of shit. God, wow. he was cool for a minute, but what a fucking idiot because <laughs> of all these things he did. And the tabloids ran wild with it. Oh, that's how it is now. Like, if a famous person can't be famous long enough before they're, you know, brought all the way up and then down, it's part, it's like inherent in the cycle now.
0: It is, yeah.
1: There's no more like Tom Hanks where it's like this person's famous and now we're going to cherish him forever. We're
0: just going to let them. It's interesting because a. I grew up with Roseanne, right, and that whole Mm -hmm. watching that family. And Mm -hmm. boy, she made the mistake of singing the national anthem, and they crucified her. Yeah. Still, there are people that still are mad at her. Yeah. For one, like, one dumb, a comedian did that, and you guys are really taking this seriously? Like, fuck off. Wow. And now
1: celebrities are able to, like, crucify themselves with, like saying the wrong thing on twitter.
0: Yeah, it's scary.
1: You know, posting the wrong picture on instagram. <laughs> it's fucking- Making the wrong comment on this, you know, news show or whatever, and then it's that's the <sighs> beginning of the end. It's worse. People are just like waiting for it.
0: Waiting, pouncing on you. So you still want to be famous, Nick?
1: I mean, I don't. Like when I was younger, the honest honest truth is when I was younger, when I first started pursuing Comedy and all these different things. I was like, I wanted to do comedy because I genuinely loved it, and I wanted to be like to express myself. And you know, I was a young, angry kid with like, you know, nothing going on except that. I was like, this is what I want to pour all my you know yes. energy into. And all Same stuff. with me. And I wanted to be like, I'm going to be the biggest comic, and then I'm going to be you know, I'm going to have a sitcom and whatever. All these different things that people were wanting at the time and you know none of it was happening like the longer i stayed in it and saw what the culture of fame was and when you work in entertainment you get to see behind closed mm-hmm. doors like mm-hmm. what a lot of these people's lives are like and what living in that living in that world is like mm-hmm. and a lot of the the fantasy becomes reality and mm-hmm. you're like it's not what you think growing up Mm-mm. and it's not a cure for anything else
0: Bam. And that, that's you know? the thing, is that you think that it's going to rescue you. Yeah. I think a lot of these kids think that if I'm celebrated, if I am famous, then mm-hmm. mm, whatever, my dad will give me the approval I yeah. want. Yeah, like it, it'll fix everything. It'll fix it, and it doesn't. It makes it worse.
1: Because you're still Ugh. like, you're not like transported to another planet Where there's a better life with no pollution and war and famine and death (laughs) and everyone's perfect and they live forever. You're not going to heaven. You're just living here and people have a – strangers have a different perception of who you are.
0: Oh, it's good. But in
1: in real life, you're still you. Mm -hmm. You're just like more people have heard of you and you have more money. Mm. But – I mean, a lot of your problems probably won't be solved. Like financial stuff, not worrying about rent. You can eat every day. You can have nice clothes. But you still have to live with yourself every single day. So if your pursuit of fame was running from a childhood you didn't like or all these other things, it's like those things are still going to be there.
0: Right, and that's why so many people implode, why so many celebrities go on a spiral, and that's – Part of the cycle too. Yeah. Because if like being famous
1: was a cure for everything, then why are there so many famous like people who try to commit suicide or are addicted Mm -hmm. to drugs and alcohol and are depressed and I know, man. People have the the wrong idea of what what fame is. Mm.
0: God damn it.
1: Like the culture of it is it's there's almost a des a sick desperation behind it. Yeah. Like I would like like now as an adult Like I'm a thirty two year old adult. I just want to be I just want to make a a good living. Yes. Where I don't have to like worry about, you know, you know, where money's gonna come from and rent and food and clothes and going out with friends and a vacation now and then. I want to be able to do what I love doing and be able to like I want what I love doing to be able to pay for like life, you know? Yes. That's what I I want. Yes. Like I want to make a good living doing what I love, mm-hmm. and that for like for me is like a is is success. If you have fans that appreciate that, remind you like, hey, we love what you're doing, man. We're still coming to shows. Keep doing this, and if you have enough of those people that you know pay for your albums and that stuff to keep you living and doing it, that's all you need. That's fame and that's success. That's enough fame.
0: I agree. Anything more, I think is. I think where Tom and I right right now where we're at is really great, yeah we're just at the level where like just enough people dig us that we can yeah sell an album, we can tour and have a nice life, and yeah. anything more, it's gonna be a little creepy, but
1: yeah, I mean it could be like depending on like if you land a sitcom or something and it just explodes into this huge thing, and the next thing you know you're like fuck, I don't have a private life.
0: Don't, you don't. Every word's being scrutinized. It goes quick. People want to get in your underwear drawer real quick, and that's terrifying. I had Jenny Patland on the very first episode of this, Roseanne Barr's Daughter, Mm -hmm. and if you want to hear what fame is like, listen to episode one of this podcast. (laughs) She goes through it pretty detailed, the, the dark side of celebrity and all this stuff. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Well... We're going to keep going, though. I mean, we have to keep being comedians. We can't let the fame deter us. We're going to keep doing it. And I'll tell you what I do. Here's what keeps me doing this. Because I've been famous, sort of famous from road rules, without Mm. money. And I know it sucks. I don't want to be famous. But what I do like, and this is going to sound horribly cheesy, but I just did this video for that show Funniest Wins I'm on. Mm. Uh, We released a video called Regular Body, which is like me and this guy, Sydney, talking about how we have regular bodies, not model bodies. Uh Uh-huh. And it's a goofy video, I dance around, I show my belly, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And you just think, like, oh, what did I, did I really just do that on television? And it's so embarrassing. And, you know, you think, like, what am I doing? Am I just an asshole? Did I want attention? Like, why did I fucking do that? Right. And then I got an email today from a girl who was like, I've had an eating disorder my whole life, and I saw that, and it helped me. That's great. And tears came down. I was like, oh, my God. I, yeah. It meant something. And just to know that it meant something for one person, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, I'm not an asshole. That's like, a
1: great example. This is good. <laughs> yeah. It's a great example of doing something for like a reason, and a reason that you're actually behind. Yeah. You know?
0: So then I don't feel so guilty about the 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 celebrity or the fame chasey part of this business. Because I do feel badly about it sometimes. When you're like, I don't really want that part.
1: Yeah. There's things where you're like, God, am I just doing this for the money? Do I need the money? Do I even believe in this? But yeah. like, yeah, something like that. Like, that's a real issue that yeah, people yeah. go through. And there's not enough. I have a bit on on my album about that. About like the standards of beauty and where they come from.
0: Oh my God. That's great.
1: And it's about like, because I don't like rail thin girls that Nobody like, look really like they're does. dying. and. I like a girl with a body and curves and, like...
0: Yeah, tits. I want
1: weight on the... You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want, like... So anyway, I have, like, a whole bit on it and stuff, but, like... And it's one that, like, wouldn't go as well, maybe. It does fine, but, you know... Yeah. It wouldn't go as well as if I was shitting on fat girls. Yes. Or shitting on, you know, just skinny... and Just making fun of people on a superficial level, which... Yeah. That's another thing I don't want to do and I don't agree with, and it might, like... Who knows? It might end up like hurting you in the long term if you're not just going after like the super easy targets in your comedy, you know. or you know, or if you're not just playing like the lowest common denominator. Not that I'm like some brilliant, you know. Um, no,
0: but I know we aspire to be better than. Yeah, you want to
1: do what you want to do.
0: Fucking piece of shit.
1: Yeah. So yeah, but doing videos like that that like mean something. I
0: hope so. Are fucking God great. I hope what we're doing means something. All right guys, pick up uh Yusuf's album. What's it called? Stop Not Owning This? Yep. No, is that right? Yeah. Did I get right? Yeah, Stop <laughs> Not
1: Owning This. Allthingscomedy.com, you guys, uh or iTunes if that's your, if you're addicted to do it and you need to get something on iTunes, it's on there.
0: Yes, and don't celebrate him. Don't make him your celebrity. Don't make me your celebrity. Make yourself a celebrity. Celebrate your own lives, goddamn yeah. it.
1: But, but do, listen to our shit. But do rate it and review it.
0: Do rate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what that is? <laughs>
1: What? That's deep, bro. That is deep, bro.
0: All right. Thanks for being <laughs> here, buddy. Thanks for
1: having me. This is fun. All right.
0: Let's do it again. Yeah. All right, bye. Now what? I don't know. Philosophize with. Philosophize with. <laughs> Yeah, it's Christina P. A.K.A. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party. our
1: thoughts start to sink in. John Locke. Or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato? Maybe Hippocrates? Got us talking all properly, topically Just a comedian discussing these philosophies Serious questions
0: Silly people What's that? That's deep, bro It is the ultimate metaphor for life And you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro That's deep, bro